No guards, no masters, only helpful advice. It's Red Dead Redemption with Auckland Union representative Justine Sachs. Morena Justine, how are you today? Morena Rachel, I'm good. Um, the weather is horrible, but I'm good. <laughs> it, it really is. It really is not the one in Tamaki Makoto no. today. Uh, we've not got... the lovely day for it. No, no, indeed. But a good day to get stuck into some uh, union rights and workers' <laughs> workers' rights this morning. And we've had a few texts come in over the last week and across the morning today. Uh, we've got first one here from someone who says. Hey Justine, should I let my union know if I change my job? I'm joined up to quite a big one, so I think it should cover my new job as well. It's in the same field. Do you need to tell your union? Yes, please. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, unequivocally, yes, please. The better our daughter is, basically, the more we know about what's going on in a workplace. Um, And it's really, really important to have that up-to-date data because it it really tells us how much power, collective power we have in, you know, in side A or side B. So really, really important to update your union, um, yeah, even if you're in the same field because we want to know that stuff. (laughs) Excellent. Good to know. What else have we got here, Zoe? All right. This person says, hey, Justine, any advice on putting down a reference for a new job? Is it weird to not have your current manager? They're new, and I think my old manager who left knows me better and would vouch for me stronger. Um, no, I don't think that's weird at all. In fact, um, you know, I think, like, uh, I take a very liberal approach to references, and I think people, um, you know, should not be afraid to seek out, you know, um, references outside, you know, uh, your current line manager, because often your, you know, your best references won't be your current line manager so absolutely not um especially if this is your former manager i don't see any issue with that at all so um you know i I think a diversity of references is really good anyways so i don't see any issue with that and i would encourage you to ask your former manager who knows you better there's no issue with that what about this one it's kind of in the same world someone says hey how long is a normal time to hear back for on a second round job interview it's been a couple of weeks since they said they'd be in touch should i uh, email to ask or is that needy lol I really want this job but I've also been offered a different role so I want to know ASAP yeah you know I think um, the onus is on organisations to get back to candidates in um, a timely fashion if they you know don't want the candidate to accept another role so I think you know like that's a pretty typical kind of pickle to be in um, you know I think some of these especially like large organisations can take a heck of a long time to get back to candidates mm-hmm. I definitely don't think it's needy to send a follow up email I think um, you know you could even say like hey I'm really interested in this role and I'd love to hear back because I have actually been offered something just be honest you know Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with that um, but you know I, I really encourage organisations to be timely in getting back to candidates because you also lose out potentially mm-hmm. and I think um, especially larger organisations could do a much better job at like being more communicative yeah we've had one that's just come through Justine about sickness tis the season uh, they've said hey Justine I've had COVID I've now got the flu and I've maxed out all of my sick leave at work so I'm now on unpaid leave not feeling great about this what should I talk to my boss about here um so firstly I would want to be checking if um you know when you had COVID that you did in fact get the um the if when you were in isolation get the the special leave that the government funds so I just want to you know if you aren't sure about that please double check that because that shouldn't have come out of your sick leave allotment Um, And then in terms of what you can do, uh, I would just have a look at your contract. Some contracts 
um, have something called discretionary sick leave after you've exhausted your allotted sick leave. So just have a look if that's there. And if it's not there, good reason to join your union because <laughs> that's something that we can get in the contract. Um, the other thing is potentially you sh- you could, if you have some annual leave, uh, use that instead of being um, you know on unpaid leave. And I'm just wondering if your employer gave that as an option. Um, they always should before you know just putting you on unpaid leave. Um, but I think this is a really good example of how our sick leave entitlement even, you know, I know it's been doubled to 10 days, um, but in the current environment where, like, I don't know, you know, everyone's <laughs> getting sicker way more than they ever have. Yeah, totally. Um, it's really not enough. Yeah. Um, and so I really, like, I think we, we um, in unions and also people on individual contracts, you need to start negotiating for higher amounts of sick leave because um, it's really not on. But, yeah, if you do have any annual leave, just um, your employer should have put that on the table as an option for you. You definitely, you know, the, I would I would say that going unpaid while sick is, like, the lo- a last resort, really. Like, it shouldn't happen, yeah. So, cool. Um, well, thank you very yeah. much. That's all very helpful, Justine, as it always is. Uh, we'll put all the links to various union resources in the podcast, as we always do after the show, and we will talk to you again in a fortnight. Thanks, Justine. Sounds good. Cheers. See ya. Have a good one. Bye. Yeah. Take that, the man. Red Dead Redemption with Auckland union representative Justine Sachs. Thank you very much.